Isaiah chapter 41, we're going to start reading in verse 10. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Let's go to the Lord and pray over this word, and ask that He will just be with us through His time. Father, I just come to You right now, Lord, and I thank You for this word that we just read. Lord, I thank You that that You're always faithful to show up and be with us in this place when we gather together. And I just ask right now that You anoint me to speak as I ought to speak, that that Your Holy Spirit would just rest upon this place, Father, that You would already go before me and be preparing hearts and minds before I even begin to speak today. And I just ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I titled this message, Raise Up a Standard. There was a point when I began preaching, and I guess you could say in my ministry, that I kind of became discouraged. And I felt like, you know, nothing was just, it's just, there was no fruit coming from what I was doing. I I felt kind of down, and I felt like maybe I had somehow missed the mark. And at this same time, there were also some some people that seemed like they were kind of, uh, causing there to be barriers in my life. They were against me, so to speak. And it was during this time that I was praying that God gave me this Scripture that I just read to you. And it was a great help to me. It was a great source of strength, and it still is even to this day. I can, I, When I start feeling a little down or discouraged, I remember Isaiah 41 and 10, and especially the first part where he says, Fear not, for I am with thee. And he says that he'll uphold me with my with the right hand of his righteousness. And that speaks it's a testament to the faithfulness of God and, and how he's uh, truthful in everything. The reason why I'm sharing this scripture with you today, and some of you may have heard me uh, share this scripture before and tell you a little bit about it, but there's many here that haven't. But the reason why I'm sharing this with you today is that God laid on my heart that that there is a reason that we're gathered here together. And when I, when I say that, I don't mean just a reason why we're all here to, at church today. I mean there's a reason why these people are in this house at this time in this place. And there is a reason that He has brought us together to perform a certain work. So as I began to prepare last night, the the term raise up a standard came into my mind. And many of you probably know that that refers to another scripture where it's in, uh, let me just read that to you, it's in Isaiah 59 and 19. And I won't read the whole thing because you really need to read before that to get the full gist of it. But 
It says, When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Now what does that mean? What does it mean to you when, when he says the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard? Well, if you know anything about how the military fought back in the old times, I don't know another word to say it, ancient days, they had this standard. It was a flag. It represented the, the group or the, the company, whatever you want to call it, that they were a part of. And as they were battling, they watched this standard. They always kept an eye on it. Because when that standard started moving, they knew to follow it. They knew it was time to, to move in advance toward the enemy. They knew that it was time when that standard was raised and they began to march that that's the direction they needed to go. So when people would start to kind of get over here by themselves, they would look and find that standard. They'd set their eyes on it. They'd know, I need to be this direction, not over here. You don't want to get off by yourself when you're in battle. You want to stay in a group. You want to stay, uh, be a unified uh, force against the enemy. And when you follow that standard, you, you stay together. That standard was also a rallying point. Listen, this wasn't just some uh, piece of cloth. No, they held a high importance on this flag. It was, it was dealt with with great respect, much like today when you see a military funeral or something, the way they handle this flag, or when they, when they run it up a pole. It's always held with great respect. It, it, was a, it was a point of honor to bear this flag. And if during battle, that flag, that standard were to fall, somebody else would pick it up. They would raise it up because they knew that that standard was critical to the success of their army. It had to keep moving. It had to continue about the direction that they were trying to go. So through this Scripture, God reminded me that He was on my side. Even though it seemed like everything else was against me, God was on my side. And even though it seemed like sometimes I was too weak, it seemed like I didn't have what it took to get the job done, I remembered God was on my side. See, it's not me that's fighting the battle by myself. He said He will uphold me with the right hand of His righteousness. Strength. Surety. You can, you can count on Him to be there. You're guaranteed that that when He assigns you a task, He's going to provide the way to accomplish it. He's going to provide the means by which you need to accomplish this task. So He, he put these thoughts in my mind. I don't want to sound crazy. But God assigned a task to me. I haven't seen that task come about yet. I've been working diligently, but you know, I still haven't got to the point where I can even begin to work on that task. But I think it's coming. You know what the task was? 
He gave me another phrase. He says, claim for the kingdom. And I want to, I want to explain to you today what He put in my heart when He gave me that phrase. Because see, that phrase by itself doesn't mean much. But what He showed me is that there's, there's many people that are held captive. Now y'all listen. Think about Vietnam. Or any other war for that matter. But Vietnam's always the one that sticks out of my mind mainly because I grew up watching movies where you know Rambo would have to go in and rescue all these people that were held captive or Chuck Norris or whoever. And I'm not advocating these, these types of movies. I'm just telling you that's what I grew up watching. I can't help that. But the, the thing is, there was, there was always somebody, this one particular hero that against all odds stick their own neck on the line and go out there and bring back these people that are held captive by the enemy. And when God put this claim for the kingdom in my heart, He he spoke into my heart and said, there's some captives and they need a hero. They need somebody to come and rescue them and begin to fight the fight. Now listen, listen. I, I can't rescue somebody. I can't save anybody in Kevin Alfred's own power. But like I told you all ago, I'm not doing this on my own. He said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Do y'all understand today that there are people that are captive and if somebody doesn't raise up a standard and say, let's begin marching, let's begin moving toward the enemy, let's take the fight to him, I am tired of waiting on him to attack me. I am ready to step up and say, I'm going to be on the offensive for a while. Listen, we can pick a fight with Satan if we want to. We don't have to step back and, and just continue to be bombarded by attack after attack after attack. We can get ready. We can be prepared. We can receive training. We can get in a position where we can be on the attack. It's okay to plot against Him because that's all He does is plot against us. But we've got to be enabled by the Holy Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That is how these victories are won. It said the Holy Spirit will raise up a standard against Him. See, we've got to be enabled by the Holy Spirit. When you, when you want to get into a fight with Satan, you better make sure you've got the Holy Spirit powering you. You've got to have that external source of power that's greater than you are. You can't do it on your own. You know what we need? We need somebody that's adequately trained. You look at these guys, these mythical people, Rambo and all these people. These are the elite, the special forces. This is the, the people when can't nobody else do it. This is who they call in. You think they just were born into that? Now I know this is all fiction. But you know, there's people like this that exist in this world. In the, in the natural realm. I've known some of them. I've met some of them. I've watched them train. 
You don't want to mess with them. Because you see, you know, you watch these movies and you see these people do all these martial arts. No, listen, these guys will just cut your throat. They, they don't waste time doing all this fancy kicks and everything. They'll just kill you. But that's the way these battles are won. You see, there's death blows that have to be made. And if you think for a minute that Satan is not willing to use lethal force against you, you are sadly mistaken. Because any opportunity he gets to strike at you, he's going to take it. But you know one thing I learned? Sometimes the best defense is a good offense. When you begin to attack and you attack and you attack, before you know it, they're taking a step back. And they get a little off balance and they begin to fall down. See, that's what we've got to do. We've got to amass an army that's willing to follow a standard that God has set for us, a precedence. That's, we're willing to go and move and attack. Because there's people that need help. There's people that can't fight these battles on their own. They're held captive. When you're in that kind of situation, you're helpless. Oh, in the military, listen, they teach you. You should try to escape at every opportunity. You should always do your due diligence to resist and try to escape. But when you have no weapons, and they have all the weapons... And you're held in a cell. And you're only given small portions of food, really just enough to keep you alive so they can continue to torment you. You're weak. You're beaten down. You, you have no form of offense against the enemy. See, you're just at their, you're at their mercy, so to speak. And there's very little of it. But when you see people in that kind of situation, you ought to be thinking, maybe I can help them. Maybe I can help make a difference. I want you to understand something about prayer. Prayer is one of your chief weapons. Listen, this is spiritual warfare, people. I'm not telling you to go and try to pull people out of jail. I'm not telling you to go and and start trying to pick fights with people. I'm telling you that, that in order to make an effective weapon for Christ, you've got to be prepared. You've got to train. You've got to do your due diligence to be a formidable opponent to the enemy. Because see, if you're not something that worries him, he's not going to bother you. He's going to move on. He's going to pick the fights with the ones that, are, that have something worth fighting for. But you see, these people, they're held captive, but we can claim them for the kingdom of God. We can, we can tell Satan to his face, Satan, take your hands off of them. I know they're not a child of God yet, but I'm, I'm staking this claim right now for the kingdom of God. This is His territory. I'm putting you on notice. Today is the day that we're going to begin to fight back. I'm tired of waiting on you to, to come at me from different directions. No, I'm going to bring it straight to your front door. It's time to fight. And I guarantee you, 
when you begin to fight him, he's going to fight back. But when you, when you put up the fight, you begin to show him that you're not going to back down, he'll run like a scalded dog. He don't have the fortitude to hang in there. When he knows he's fighting the, the real fight with a true Christian, a true child of God, he won't stand it. He gonna, listen, I want you all to understand something about Satan. Satan is a, a very strong enemy. But you know what? He makes himself appear way stronger than he is. Because what you don't... You, well, some of you may. But some of you may not understand is that he has already been defeated. Now think about that for a minute. Relate this in terms you can understand. Because sometimes the spiritual stuff kind of gets out there and it's hard to rein it in and really get a handle on it. So think about an army that's out there fighting. And the general and the captains, all the officers, those that are, that are planning the attack get taken out. Well, the army's still there. But see, they don't know it yet. They don't know... They're already defeated. Because what does the Word tell us? The Word says, where there is no vision, the people perish. You see, the vision, the, the thing that we're striving toward, the standard we're following, has got to be clear. It's got to be up in the air where we can see it. We've got to know what it is we're driving toward. The direction we're going. See, Satan's been defeated. Jesus did the work on the cross. Word tells us that He led captivity captive. He went into the, into the pits of hell and He took those captives back. He claimed them for the kingdom. We can do the same thing here. I wouldn't tell you that. I don't make this stuff up. Listen. Number one, basic, you, you go try what I'm telling you against the Word. And if you don't agree with it, you come tell me and we'll discuss it. But I'm telling y'all what God put in my heart. I'm telling you that, that it is time to fight. It's okay to pick a fight with Satan. We, you know, we get this attitude so many times of, well, we're just going to be nice and sweet because that's, we're Christians. We're supposed to be nice to everybody. Jesus told us to love your brother. But Satan ain't our brother. If there's anything in this world that you want to have, have an argument with and a fight with, it ought to be Him and His minions. Amen. Bring the fight to Him. Tell Him, look, I'm putting you on notice today. I'm tired of you attacking me. I'm going to attack you back some. How can you do that? How can you attack Him? You go to what He holds dear to His heart. You find those things that, that He is hanging on to those people because listen that's the only victory he can win is those individual souls that he takes with him but you can take them back you can claim them for the kingdom of God listen there's probably several of you here today that have family members and you don't know well you probably do know you probably know they're headed for hell It don't have to be that way. 
You see, it's our responsibility to, to fight the good fight. The Word tells us over in Jude that we should, that we should contend for the faith. That, that, what does that mean? It means fight. It means that you, you ought to know what you believe to the point. You know, I, had a, I had a preacher one time says, you've got a knowing in your knower. You just know that you know that you know that you know. Can't nobody convince you otherwise. When you know like that, you can contend for the faith. You can begin to put up a fight instead of just sitting there and, and taking it. Listen, I don't, you can find anybody you think is the strongest person. You find the biggest football player, whatever you think, and you let about ten kids start beating on them and they'll not fight back. They'll hang in there a while, won't they? I guarantee you there's going to come a point where they're going to get tired of getting hit. You get hit in the same place a number of times, it starts hurting after a while. I don't care how strong you are. We don't have to sit there and take it, people. We don't have to continue to just be beat about the head by Satan at every opportunity. We can beat him about his head every little bit every now and then, too. We can begin to fight for these people that can't fight for themselves. You know, there's something about prayer. You begin to pray for somebody. Listen, I ain't talking about pray just, you know, oh, yeah, God, you need to help them. And then a week later, you, oh, yeah, I need to pray for that person again. You know, there was a time when every morning, and I'm, I'm sorry to say I ain't done this in a while, there was a time every morning I had a list in my head, of people I was going to pray for. And do you know, as I begin to pray for those people every morning diligently, I begin to see things happen in their life? Now, these I'm not talking about people that are sinners necessarily. These, these are Christian people. But I begin to see things change. Whatever situation they had, there was one guy that was struggling with some just mental issues. He's on all kinds of medications. I've seen people that, my friends that, that were just in terrible financial need, and I begin to pray and pray and pray, and before long, all of a sudden something's happening. Imagine that. Answer to prayer. You see, diligent prayer. What does the Word tell you? I quote this all the time. Y'all get tired of hearing it, I'm sure. The Word says, The fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean in English? It means the, the diligent, desiring prayer of a righteous man can bend the ear of God. It gets His attention. He really puts a lot of weight to what you say when you pray to Him. Y'all ain't never heard that before, have you? If you did, you ought to be shouting. You ought to be rejoicing and saying, Oh, wait a minute. God cares what I ask for. Oh, God listens when I pray. Imagine that. The Creator of the universe cares about you and your, the desires of your heart. So you see, when you begin to pray for these people that they can't do it. Listen, some people don't even know how to get to God. 
Some people don't even know the way. Oh, I believe in God, you know. We go to church every now and then. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a churchgoer. You ever heard that? But I believe in God. You know, I was raised all my I got several ministers in my family. And I don't care. I don't care if your daddy was a preacher and and your mama was a Sunday school teacher and your sister led the sea. I don't care. What about you? I can look at you and tell there's problems. It's obvious. This doesn't take spiritual insight. God didn't have to, you know, give me a spiritual gift to tell you got issues. Y'all know people like that? They don't even know. The Word tells us that they don't even know what they stumble at. They don't, they don't understand. They need somebody to take the fight to Satan on their behalf. You see, they need, they need that little opening. They need that opportunity. It's called a diversion. And you say, well, how can you create a version, a diversion with Satan? Well, let me tell you all something. He's not all-knowing. There's only so many of those demons. You ever think about that? You ever think about when you begin to fight and attack him, that maybe he's going to send a couple more to reinforce over here? You might create a diversion and an opening for that person to make their escape. Listen, I know this sounds very military and tactical today, but this is, the, this is the where the rubber meets the road. We are in spiritual warfare. The Word says over in Ephesians 6, what? It says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our, our weapons are not of this world. They're spiritual weapons. Prayer. Faith. You know, we can live our life as Christians, go to heaven and enjoy all that reward, but it ain't worth much if you didn't take somebody else with you. It ain't worth much if, if you got kids that are going to hell. I, listen, I know some of you, <clears throat> some of you may cry at night because of your kids or your brother or sister, knowing that they're on that road and there ain't nothing you can do. There is something you can do. Listen, they don't always respond when you just walk up and tell them they're going to hell, but you don't have to always tell them. You can, you can begin to tell Satan, no, I'm claiming him for the kingdom. I'm staking my claim right now. And what you need to understand today is that when you stake a claim, there's going to be opposition. But fear thou not, for I am with thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That tells me that when I stake that claim and God has ordained it, He is going to reinforce what I'm doing. He's going to send reinforcements. He's going to send help, provision, whatever needs to be done because the last thing He wants is to see another one go to hell. You see, you don't have to pray, God, if it's Your will, help them be saved. 
Don't pray like that. You know it's His will. He said, I would have that none perish, but that all would receive eternal life. Don't pray, God, is it your will? You know it is. Pray that God will begin to work on them, soften that heart, begin to prepare them to hear what they need to hear when the time is right. 